back to another glorious episode of Steve Pod, aka Steve Podcast, aka the podcast that you listen to, aka your favorite podcast, aka where we sip tea, we spill tea, and we tell you what the tea is. So here's the motherfucking tea. I'm Allie. And I'm Andrew. And um, we're here. We're your to, glorious hosts. We're here to tell you something, some stuff. Um, and yeah. We'll, we'll be sipping something. We hope you're sipping something as well. Um, whether that be alcoholic or not, or... You sound like you're on, like, a late night radio show, like a soft rock. I hope you're sipping on Please, something. Please, just... I know I am. serenade you away into the nighttime. Anyway, yeah, here's Kiss from a Rose <laughs> by Steel. <laughs> I always loved that little, um... Was it? it was like some seductive like saxophone track that always played every oh, like night. Oh, like a Michael Bolton number or something? Mm. Yeah. My mom like put the radio on a few times when I was younger and uh, to try to get us to fall asleep. And I remember that playing. And, and you're just like, Mom, amazing. I can't go to sleep. I'm horny. <laughs> In a pre-open, pre-ASMR state of mind. <laughs> What a hot start. But um, yes, um, we are in the midst of Coachella. What, Sorry. And what a great intro. Tr- <laughs> intro from our good friend and our mother, our Yeehaw Lord and Savior, yes. Casey Musgraves. Much to uh, Allie's frustration and bitter disappointment, we are watching from afar this year. Listen. We pledge to watch I can't talk much about closer it. next year. When we, he means me. I'm going to be there again because it was. I just really can't get into the specifics of it. Um, I saw a tweet that said it best that was like, I can't, oh, it was actually a, a Charlie X tweet. I, um, <laughs> it was, she was like, I can't, I couldn't have possibly even entertained the idea of going to Coachella this year because I had to prepare for Game of Thrones. Honestly, Which true. is my excuse. Like if I was there either of these weekends, I would have been like, I episode. goddamn shit about like, at least Who's the playing? comfort knowing next year, if we were to go, is like, okay. If you were to go, no, when I'm there. <laughs> there's, if I was to go. There's no question that, like, there won't be a show at the time that I have to watch anyway on those Sundays. So it's fine. It's yeah, like the stakes are going to be lower. It's like, cushion. oh, I can catch up on Barry after, yeah. after the weekend. Plus, like, there's always the chance that ABBA will actually release a new song and then headline. I can't think that far in advance. You just, my heart just skipped a beat. It would just be so um, wonderful. One time at Firefly in 2016, 2016 mm. the year I went to the hospital, Yeah. I was missing an episode year. of Game of Thrones mm. that night, and I watched it while I was in the hospital. I forgot about that because I remember getting home the next day, and I like didn't go on twitter or anything the whole ride home so it's like i can't watch or like spoil anything and rushing back to my apartment really really tired but just like needing to watch that episode i forget what even happened or what point that even would have been it was but season yes. 26 six ah. season six yeah yes because there was a gap year forgot about it's season that six but yeah coachella's happening and a lot of stuff is happening with it. Um, In terms of special guests, not too many. Kind of lackluster. Not too many, but Weekend 2 does tend to be the better special guest. Weekend. I mean, the thing is, everyone at this point knows that Ariana's bringing out NSYNC. However, 
We doubt Nicki Minaj will be back. Sure, that was bad. It was for uh, people was who tough. people who don't know her. Um, there was sound issues throughout like all of Weekend One, but probably the most glaring was that you couldn't hear Nicki sing at all when. Uh, or no, you could hear Nicki, but you could she couldn't hear herself. So she oh was right, okay, off. yeah. Billy brought up in Staples to a dead mic, and Lizzo was truly plagued by sound yeah. issues. I didn't watch all. They don't want to hear her. a black woman win. Echo I didn't hear all of her set, but through like the first two or three songs, the sound just kept cutting out. Yeah, I was watching videos, and it was like during the worst sound. It was during like she said. I watched an interview with her. No, 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 no. She went on Instagram Live. Pardon me. And I watched it, and she was like, "They cut out the sound during tempo." Oh shit! Yeah. She said that was her favorite song, so she was specifically disappointed about that one. But yeah, she did special... phone. Oh my god. <laughs> I love phone. I don't like phone that much, but I understand the energy and I respect the energy of it's phone. It's very my energy. Yes, it is very much you as a pop song. Um, but yeah, special Manic, guests. chaotic. Who else was it? There was Childish didn't have any, right? No, because... He went backstage and got water from, like, Janelle Monet. But that was it for him. Ariana brought out NSYNC, Nikki. Those were the only major people I heard of with, like, sound issues. I watched Maggie's whole set. Maggie oh Rogers my god. Whole um, set. What's his name? Mm. But yes, uh, also Selena Gomez, Azuna? Yeah. Azuma? Azuna? Azuna. And Cardi B were brought out during um, DJ, DJ Snake. Snake. Um, who Which, else Scott brought out that was good? Zed brought better. out Katy Perry if you're into that. Oh, true. I heard about that. Um, I saw that on like, someone's Instagram story. I wouldn't care. But it would be interesting. It would be cool. I mean, Zed was on the maiden stage before Ariana, so there were a bunch of people there who like, wouldn't be into that. When I went oh, last true. year, weekend two, Kygo brought out... My sister was texting me to go to Kygo because KJ Appa was going to be there. And I was like, okay, let's go see KJ Appa. And <laughs> like, I'm like laying on the ground, like half asleep, and I hear like a woman's voice. And I feel a bunch of people like rush towards this, like the gate because I was in the beer garden. I was like, oh, I wonder who it is. It was fucking Ariana Grande. And she did No Tears Left to Cry live for the first time. Fun fact, KJ Appa is my PlayStation 4 username. KJ Appa is really just... Strange. Old. Yes. He's so hot. That whole posse. We I will all, say, We all know my feelings towards Riverdale. I will They're say, not incredibly positive. I will say, I'm so far behind on Riverdale. <laughs> I haven't watched it, I think, since, like... Luke Perry died. Well, that makes two of us. I haven't watched it since episode one of season two, so... Well, you know what? You're just a hater. a little bit more to catch up on than you. But... You're just a hater. What um, else have you been watching? Oh, you don't talk about Coachella anymore? I, I mean, we... Coachella for years. We can. Days, weeks, months, centuries, years. I mean, they're really... Billy's performance was great. I didn't watch it. I did. I, I stayed up I until might. four that morning because I watched in sequence Maggie Rogers, Christine and the Queens, pause, rest in peace to Heloise Letissier's mother, who was Christine in Christine and the Queens. Yeah, her mother, her mother passed away. And like today. Yeah, and so she's... she will not be playing Weekend 2. Yes. So, um, no update as far as a replacement or anything, um, or how this affects, like, her tour or anything going forward, but 
Yeah. Uh, Super no, sad. No Christine the Queen's Really takes too. the wind out of your Coachella sails. That's really sad. Because um, I watched a little bit of her performance too and I enjoyed it. Oh, she's, yeah, she's fantastic. That, I just like, she's I mean, not, cool. I don't mean to sound like selfish or anything, but I just hope that she's here for Boston Calling because I'd love to see her again. She was a surprise, a surprise, like very enjoyable performance for me the first time, just because I had no idea who she was. And I met Heim. Let me tell you. You know what? Okay, we're gonna move on from that. Um, Yeah, the only Coachella sets I watched were like Maggie. I think Maggie was the only one I watched in full because I didn't want to watch Tame Impala because I want to be surprised, and I didn't want to watch the 1975 because I was worried I would legitimately kill myself. That was my (laughs) nice. That was my issue, was, um... You love a spoiler, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch Tame, or if I do. But I've seen them three times, and I was like, how different can this really be with only two new songs released? I mean, they did both of them, so, like, cool first, like, live festivals, like, performances of those songs. (laughs) But, I watched it anyway. I stayed up until four. I did it last year for Beyonce, so I can do it this year for Tame Impala. Curse those Pacific Standard Time stream hours, but I mean, truly, when in LA, California. Speaking of Beachella, Beyonce did put out Homecoming. She dropped Homecoming. Her, I haven't seen it yet, but I was there, so. <laughs> her Netflix documentary <laughs> slash live album, forty track album, right? Because it's like a two hour set. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, it is a two hour set. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, the documentary is like two hours and like 17 minutes. Yeah, I, I put it on to watch it earlier today. I was thinking it would be like an hour and a half, maybe. No. And it was like 2.17. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to watch this later. I watched that and Guava Island, the new Childish Gambino movie with Rihanna, back to back. So I was really happy that Guava Island was only 55 minutes after I feel like two and a half hours of Beyonce. Not that that was a bad thing. It was wonderful. It was just a lot of time. I just wasn't expecting it, but it was great. I'm glad that she, like, had pretty much the entire set. Because I remembered, like, pretty much all of that from last year. So, I watched the Beyonce... I didn't know I was going to Coachella last year until, like, day of. So, I watched... We were supposed to go shopping. It's fine. I We were going to go thrifting, and I texted you, and I was like, Hey, I actually can't make it. I'm going to go to Coachella. We still have yet to actually go thrifting, really. You want to go next week? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, so... I watched Beyonce's whole performance before I went, and then I went to go see it, and it was like the element of surprise was gone, and also, you just couldn't see it the way you could, because it like kind of like, it was, you know, for a large audience, but she performed for the camera most yeah, of the time. Yeah, like, the, it was so very clearly made watching for Watching the video is honestly better. Like, being there, it was like a specific kind of magic. Like, it was, you, I felt like I was... It was, I was witnessing well, also, something important because I was. It would be very easy to be like dwarfed in that crowd too. Oh yeah, I also like, like you weren't, really see yeah, like if I'm you weren't up close, yeah, if you're not tall and you aren't up close, you're not really going to be able to see much besides I was neither the, of those things. It screens. was like, like palpably very exciting though. Oh yeah. Like just the energy. I mean, you're all at a Beyonce festival like, show that's like never going to happen again. As a fan of pop music. Wow. Much better than that. You just you have to recognize excellence. Like, there was multiple points in watching the documentary where I just thought, like, how does this woman not win constant like I mean she does sometimes win like Beyonce. best beautiful woman awards. Or just like most beautiful person. And that's what I said watching Guava Island. Brianna is really the most beautiful person in the yeah, world. Yeah, it comes down to like the two of them really. 
<sighs> Speaking hmm. of we'll Guava Island, I would say, okay, so Guava Island was definitely like beautifully short and so sweet. Definitely sweet, definitely short, beautiful. I could watch Childish do his little his little jigs all the like, time. I know you like love him, love him. Yeah, and I, I was pleased with the uh, the fact that his shirt was never buttoned. Oh well, who who wasn't? I feel like it was best if you read it as like a, a visual expression of the album and not as like a standalone film because the um, the story was a little like it was a little bit of a jump. The conclusion was a little bit of a jump. Yes, um, it was. I mean, it's only fifty five minutes, so. I mean, points have to but be made. I think it for what it was. And not, like, trying to get too far into it and trying to, like, read way too deep into it, I guess. But for what it was and, like, instant reaction was, it was just really fun. Like, I, I will watch it again. Like, it just, it has a nice, like, like, not to use the word vibe, but, like, vibe. It <laughs> kind of just I mean? feels like an extended music video. Yeah. Like, it feels like the movie that should have come out along with his EP last year, like his Summertime yeah, exactly. Magic EP. But I like that it was like, oh, there's a festival tonight. It was like a yeah. wink, wink, nod, nod, I'm playing Coachella tonight. It was really cute. I did really like it. I, 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 I was trying not to be too critical because it is like, it's, it's, it does transport you somewhere. Yeah. You, it's, you're, you're Like, you're I mean, for a 55-minute movie, air quotes. And I love the, the Summertime Magic yeah, it's very, it's fun, it does what it needs to, it tells a story, it has a couple of very, very lovable stars that people just adore and can't I get enough Rihanna of. So Rihanna being just like the queen that she is, and Childish being the charismatic, gorgeous man that he is, and um, like a, a fun chilling like tropical villain performance from Nanzo Alonzi which was cool um not enough of Letitia Wright but you know 55 minutes it. everything was everything was dolled out I enjoyed it oh my god like the very ending I don't want to we're not spoiling it because like, I already the had very to cut ending, something out. like the last like two lines like when the screen's black and it's just like yeah like broke me broke me so yeah, watch Guava Island on Amazon Prime if you can. Is it free? If you have Amazon Prime, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If you don't, let me know and I'll give you my login. <laughs> we just give that shit out. Although Do she she have... will Venmo you. No, Venmo that's Hulu. Because Hulu Hulu's oh, okay. among the people. I split Hulu with two other people, so it's not fair to have a freeloader on. Mm. Um, to wrap up our Coachella, Coachella-ish coverage, you want to cook on the Billie Eilish album? Ooh. Chef yeah, Andrew, I have um, the I've, critic chef taking the reins <laughs> oh here. Oh god, I I've grown to enjoy where when we all fall asleep, where do we go? More so than I did at the beginning. Not I the um, title track. Bury a friend. I don't know when she says it in the song. Yeah, that's bury a friend. I like that song. She's seventeen, which just like continuously makes all of this fairly impressive anyway. Because I mean, I don't really know what everyone else was doing when they were seventeen. But I certainly wasn't subheadlining at Coachella and releasing an album that's number one worldwide and kind of starting this like revolution in pop music, whatever you might think. I think it it delivers. It can it consistently has her like sad girl creepy aesthetic that she's been marketing and like pushing. What do you think of how much you've listened to it, Allie? 
Um, okay, I got like a couple tracks. <laughs> but I will say I don't like Zanny. Yeah, That's I think the, I, I listened third. to Zanny and then I stopped. Officially the second. Kind of the third, if you really include the uh, weird little 20-second intro of her taking out her Invisalign. Which I thought that was cute. Oh, it is cute. And I think that Goodbye, like the end, which is kind of just like a little cute little closer track. They're both great, like if you listen to it in one go. I will listen to the whole thing, I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, so here's, here's my two cents on Billie Eilish. I feel like she is a child, so I'm not like... She a is. A lot of people are like you know, mean about her, and I feel like she's literally 17, like, let her live. Yeah, like... We're adults, we're not her target audience, like, the teens love her, and I feel like there's worse people. The most controversial thing she's done is put out the song Wish You Were Gay, which is only, like, really mildly insensitive. Yeah, I mean, she's, like, not problematic. I like her image a lot. I have some questions about her outfits sometimes, but she handles I do, herself very well. I think it's well. really cool that she has like gotten so far and like been such like an object. Like she's so beautiful, but she's like never sexualized at all because like she's very in control of her own. Someone image. was saying that that has something to do with why she dresses in such like baggy clothes because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to like accentuate her like. I mean, and good for her. Womanly figure, if that's I guess. what she wants to do, and that's her prerogative, then good for her. That's yeah. really cool, and it's something you don't see a lot of like young pop girls doing. But also, like, come on, guys, she's seventeen. Stop looking at her that way, anyway. But like, I so like I I don't dislike her music. I just don't connect with her on the, the level that I do with them. Like, no, when I we're, like love we're pop slightly music, too I love old. pop music. I genuinely I believe, like, at twenty three and twenty, like, at this age we're range, we're yes. Sorry. I'm never turning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be older. I just, age. I think that we're like slightly too old. Like we're not in high school. We're not like actively like in like Lord undergrad. Like Lord Billie like, Eilish. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Lord, I feel like Lord's a little more like. But even then I don't think that. weird. I hate when people compare the two of them or try to say that like she's the new one because it's like, No. Lord's on a hiatus between albums. She'll be back. I feel like it's her closest and Billy's, comparison. But I yeah. think that they're completely different. Yeah. But also, like, just listen to both. Yeah, just, just listen to both. Just enjoy the variety, people. And if you Stop don't like it, trying leave to narrow her alone. The market. She's 17. She's 17. She's yeah. cool. She's like, not bothering anyone. She's 17 and she's already this There's good. There's other shit you could be mad about. She was on Ellen and, like, Dave Grohl was just, like, in the audience because she was there. And Ellen's like, yeah, your fan, Dave Grohl, is here. And she looked up and she's like, yeah, this is... I mean, it's weird, but, like, I awesome. saw... Who did I see a picture... Oh, Tom York was, like, at a concert. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. He was, like, dancing up in the rafters. Yeah, it was really unfortunate that you couldn't hear a lick of what Vince Staples was saying during mm, her set at Coachella, because that was a good set. Apparently, I mean, I only watched the live stream, so I don't really know how things went down really there but um i guess she was like 40 something minutes late too oh yeah that's what i heard yeah i was like reading this whole thing that people were like oh she's because i wonder if she was supposed to be longer because she only went on for like 55 minutes but she was subheading so i wonder if she could have been longer it's crazy that when she got booked she was like not at all subheading and then she just took solange's spot and solange dropped yeah like it makes booked, sense, though. I like, mean, even... I even was like, the stage that Maggie Rogers was on was a little small for her. Because like, I think she was at, like, 
I'm not even gonna try to guess, but well, no, I am. I think she's at Mojave. And it was like a fully packed tent, and like I saw, I've seen a few people there, and it like depends on the time of the day and stuff. But like I saw King Cruel, I think, at that tent, or like a one of a similar size, and it was like not packed at all. I got right up in the front. Maggie and Lizzo, I think, was on the same stage, or like a similar size one, both legit packed to the brims. So if, can you imagine if Billy had to stay on something like that? They would have been like a riot. Yeah. Because she was an outdoor, which is like no, like a no capacity. It's like a fully outdoor yeah. stage. And it was like, like from everything I read, she had like one of the biggest crowds of the weekend. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, has to have been because, I mean, even just from It's also like, her first like huge show like that ever. Yeah. From the standpoint of like even just someone who like sells music and stuff like at a, a store. We yeah. have been selling like a crazy. Mm-hmm. We sell just All over obscene Christmas, amounts of her music. Ever since we got her new album, and then we got like a exclusive merch line too. Yeah, we just um, line. we have. We were selling her first EP, the Don't Smile at Me EP, like all from like, I think we started to get it in like November or December of last year. How much do you think I could sell that like little. Oh, your little party me? favor, seven inch? I'm not sure. Remember when we'll I was like listening to Billie Eilish and then I stopped listening to her? That was back um, in the day. I mean, it's. What would you consider yourself like not a fan now? I'm not not a fan, I'm just not. Like, that's why I don't think I could bring myself to like. Another thing we're gonna be touching upon. I don't think I could bring myself to pay for <laughs> Mad Decent Block Party to see her just like her. Because well, I think the crowd itself is going to be disgusting. You're not factoring in, like, the getting fucked up aspect of it. Which like, that's why I want to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to go because I feel like it would be really fun to just party all day. Because, like, I yeah, want to do like, something ratchet this summer. I'd want to watch her, like, intently. And then by the time that she would go on, I would just be, like, so not in that mindset. I feel. Also, I would be at a block party at Foxborough. A little... Uncomfortable. That's really not your vibe. <laughs> no, it's not. I'd much rather spend my July at Newport Folk Festival, which the lineup just keeps getting better. I'm so we get upset. it. You're a wine gay. <sighs> we get it. Wine and weed. Good weed, white wine. Not too oh, I'm alive in the nighttime. <laughs> okay, where go? Oh, yeah, if anyone noticed, Diplo decided to scrounge together a weird little festival that's going to be going Honestly, on at Gillette. Tight lineup. Mad decent block party. Is coming. Headlined Ooh, by Billy Eilish. Let me I let me cook. I got the lineup. Okay. Billy is the first headline. It's an alphabetical, but like. Isn't Billy second day? No, but it's Billy Eilish, G Easy, Major Laser, Miguel. Who else is on here? A boogie with the hoodie. Dylan Francis, Kodak Black. We don't know. We don't recognize rapists on this podcast. Um, Rez, RL Grimes, Zed's Dead, Foster Diamonds, Pusha T, Bauer, Pink Sweats. It falls apart very quickly for me. Not for me. Keeps going. City oh, Girls. Goth Boy Click. Poppy. Poppy? Are you Poppy kidding me? is... That is interesting. But Poppy's on a day that I wouldn't be going. It's like the, the day split up is disappointing. Because yeah, I cannot problem. do that for two days. I, I would, can't be in Foxborough for two days. I would love to see Billy and Miguel. Those are like the only two that I would really Billy's go like there for. Billy's like the only for. headliner of her day. And yeah, Miguel is on the other day, apart from Billy. And I'm not paying... However, whatever they want for that, so. Sorry, but if you do go, let me know how it is. <clears throat> go like in the know. world's largest bouncy house, as they're And it's promising. just nice to see Mass getting another fest with, like, names. Because, like, Boston Calling is so, like, I don't know. It, it would never have, like, 
of EDM adjacent fest like this. No. And like, so it's it's cool to see something interest like you know different come into the mix. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this pops off. Um, other lineup: Afropunk in Brooklyn, end of August. We got Jill Scott, Leon Bridges. I honestly don't know a bunch of people in this lineup. Probably because I'm white and it's not it's not for me. <clears throat> yeah, this festival is not specifically for us. I yeah, would say. but we do stand. Oh, um, it's always Tori incredible. Moi. Is it Tori Moy like you say, or is it Toro Moi? It's def. I feel like it's probably not the way that I say. I don't know. We'll Just, find out someday. You know, like. Um, FKA Twigs, Santa Gold. Danny FKA Brown, Twigs hasn't released anything. Like Death Grips. She's years. just amazing. She just exists. Nice. Got Kamazi Washington, Garrett Clark Jr., Goldlink, mm. Raven Linnae, LaKaylee47. Don't know any of those people. <laughs> LSDXOXO. But yeah, Tierra it's going to be a good time. It'll be a great Tank time. Tank and the Bangas. And I honestly might go to see Rico Nasty. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, and Jungle Pussy, I think. Are, I don't know how this is broken up. but It's, it's the like best festival right. in terms of like fashion and community. And like just such a tight lineup. Wholeheartedly enjoy it's it. Like a, it's like a, it's, well, I guess experience. it is a, a genre fest to a degree, but it's just like, if you like one person, you're going to like a bunch of people in the lineup, which I always like a curated fest like that. It's not, you know, trying to appeal to as many people as possible. It's trying to appeal to a group of people who will have a great time while they're there. Yeah. And it's like, it's Is supposed SZA to be there? inclusive. No. Ah, okay. So this is dropping her new Game of Thrones single. With, with uh, Travis Scott and The Weeknd. Yeah. Gotta listen. Which is, they're doing like a whole album, I believe. Of kind music of like inspired Black Panther, by Game of Thrones. Yeah, Black Panther style. Yeah. So uh, Black Panther, they even got SZA. The triumphant return of everyone's favorite miserable Old Kingdom show. Oh yeah, I mean... Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's get on this. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this show. It's this brand new show on HBO called Game of Thrones. It's really small. Like, I don't... I don't it, think it'll make it. I think it'll probably get canceled. Yeah, like a few... Uh, it, like, the crew, I guess, like, was really kind of laid back. They like, didn't have a lot to do, so... Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about it. I'm not sure if it'll really continue on. But if you are watching, it is called Game of Thrones... That's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's not Games of Thrones. Game of Thrones. April Fool's Day, guys. We got you. April Fool's. <laughs> At this point, 17 days late. It's our April episode, because we're not going to have another one. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, Bear with us. Let me be clear. Uh, <laughs> probably the only episode of Steve we're getting this month. That's my Obama. Oh, okay. I re- honestly wasn't sure where this was supposed to be at the time. What is this? Give this? me your sangria. This? Uh, well, Give me your cup. Who is at the club? Bottoms up when I met you. Did you guys like the song last time? Thank you. It's dope. Um, I had to go back to that song and play it at some point this week just because it was like in my head a little so bit. It's so good. I need to be reminded of the, the joy of watching that guy sing auto-tune to me. I, I showed Andrew that song right before we started recording. He's like, okay, give me the outro. It's terrifying, but it was wonderful. But yes, Game of Thrones, Beautiful. also terrifying and <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's what my farts sound like sometimes. It's really. Oh my god, it's so like... Yeah. Melodic. Yeah, so cute. So yeah, go Starks. <coughs> I hate the Targaryens. <laughs> I just coughed on him. I coughed on him. Oh, 
off in your journal I'm, I'm so not feeling any of her momentum, though. Like, I, if you're going to go after Sansa and Arya, I'm Listen, not, that's really not a breaking it. point for me. My fear can't turn. <laughs> yeah. The second she turned around when the dragons <laughs> blew over her, and the music kind of got, like, really, like, uplifting for a second, I was like, Sansa. My wife, my girl, my hero. Sansa. Sansa. Sansa, you're a stack. I loved you. Oh, than anyone. I loved your mother. Ladies and gentlemen, we're drunk. But, okay, I loved it. I've seen a couple of people say that they were disappointed with it. Me too. No one died. Fucking like, buckle your britches, baby. Nothing like, crazy happened, but... First episode. It's over a year first break. First episode of any season, like yeah. n- I mean, they all came together. Like you had to all, you had to get all of them to Winterfell. So that next they're episode where they're like, <laughs> someone's dead. It's like, oh, yeah. ah! they can't because if they like rip someone out from under you when you haven't seen them in a year. I mean, and come on, throwing Jamie back exactly. into that room, like he shows up all like Jamie. He shows up all peaceful and everything. Winterfell, and he's like, folks. He's like, oh, the, all these people are here. This looks wonderful. I can't and wait to see everyone. Like, what does he fucking expect? Where does he think his history is with all, okay, all of these forward, people? Okay, going forward, I'm going to be doing this. Anyone listening, feel free to text me if you would like to also involve yourself. Anytime Bran looks weird, shot. That's the drinking game. Like, Jamie, yeah. Jamie tried to kill Daenerys' dragon. He pushed Bran out of a window. He killed Daenerys' father. He is a Lannister. And he's got a lot of strikes. Has a, a lot of sex with Cersei. His only so, not his only redeeming quality really is that he like seems to have his heart in a good place now, but the most one he is does like he's, support strong women. He's the hottest guy left on the show. Yes. Hmm. I'm not a Jon Snow girl. I'm a Gendry guy. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, sure. All right, take it back. I love Gendry. Gendry, yeah. However, Sam! Daenerys, she started. Sam! She started to. <laughs> thank you. She started to. It appeared. That she was going to threaten Sansa's life. Let me get this straight. Daenerys Targaryen. Don't you fucking come for Sansa. That'll be my breaking point with you. If Don't either of the Stark girls have a hair are on harmed, their heady head heads, Danny. Either, <laughs> either of their heady head heads are harmed, I will cry so tears. So help me, God. I will cry tears so of somebody gods. else's blood, okay? So help me, gods. All of them. So help me, gods. All of them in the heavens above. If Arya or Sansa Stark or Gendry or Sam. Honestly, Gendry are and Sam. I just don't. I'm gonna for my girls, you know. Or the Hound. Honestly, I love the Hound so much. Just feel like if I was to like play a Game of Thrones reenactment, I would have to play the Hound. I was asking someone the other. I told someone who had seen like my group ten person Game of Thrones costume that you should have been in. You should have been around. It what that was a tentative plan, and then I backed out for some reason. Because you're being lame. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, "Who do you think I was?" I'll give you one guess, and they were like, "Arya," and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Ugh, that's pretty rough. I remember when we were in New York, you got someone to give you the rest of their fried Oreos because you said that you were Khaleesi. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. This guy just came up to me. I was. Hammered, brunch drunk, still at brunch at 4 p.m. This guy came up to me, took my hand, kissed my hand, and said, My Khaleesi. Unprompted. 
I'm pretty sure you told him no, that no, no, you were no. Khaleesi. No, I didn't. No, I legit. No, I legit did not. Okay. Because I remember this happening and being like, "What the fuck?" Because I was like, "Did someone tell you to say that?" And he was like, "No." Okay. Okay. That was a very wild brunch occasion. You were but, drunk, so I yeah. threw up at the brunch. I waddled off alone to panorama uh, <laughs> after that. I walked into um. Who was I watching? Oh, that was no. I walked. That was still like fairly early in the day because I it walked was, like, into 5 like. PM. It was like three or four when I left. Oh, because like, did you left? Because we, we went. Because I walked into like survive. Two of the dudes from um who did the music from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. They're like DJ group. And that was early, because I watched, like, Survive, Bell and Sebastian, then, like, a, someone, and then Chet Faker, Alt-J, and then Tang. Oh, wow. You had a long day. Yeah, yeah. I was, I got really drunk at brunch, and then I went to the Met. Bottomless to mimosas. The, the Ray Cab Kuo exhibit. Yeah. Okay, all I heard was that you guys had a messy old time walking and through New York. <laughs> one of my friends spit on the ground at the Met. One of my friends, Kelly, I know you're listening, I, it was you. And one of my friends touched one of the dresses. Oof. And then Billy and Bad museum. Then we went to this like other bar and it was lame, so I left. I was supposed to go out that night. I woke up at three AM and (laughs) Billy stayed at the bar and he saw Adam Devine. Oh, okay. What a what a New York day we had. Such a just a bad portrait of like the public transport in New York for me that weekend because it was just I, I, I realized firsthand what it feels like to take a train all the way across Manhattan like three or four times. Yeah, it was quite fun. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Anyway, we're really uh we'll be ca- catching you up with Game of Thrones. Eagerly anticipating a lot of death coming forward in the uh the next five episodes. Maybe so. we can do like a live. A live Instagram like posting thing. Like if you guys would want us to do something like that, let us know because we can watch it together and post on the pod account. Yeah, I'll be crying at some point. I cry. No, we should do I, like like not the finale. I only well no I I, th- I believe I cried twice at this first episode. At least two for me. At least three. When like when the dragon first showed up and Arya and Sansa were like Mine looking was, really excited. When the theme I was song like, started. Okay. Oh, well, that, and, um, oh, the, like, cute little recap video they played beforehand. I didn't watch that, because I don't have HBO. Oh, cable. okay. On TV, they had the commercial for that Euphoria, the new mm-hmm. show with, um... With Barbie Ferreira! Oh, my God, I'm forgetting her Zendaya. name really quick. Zendaya. And then they had the first new trailer for Big Little Lies. Oh, I watched that on, um... back. I watched that on... You've seen it, right? Twice. Oh, wonderful. I've seen it multiple times. I watched it on a plane. Mama Meryl Streep I watched is it. in the building. I watched it Everybody. while it was on, obviously. I'm She's trying to avenge I actually started song. watching that show the night it came out. <laughs> True. I was an early adopter. Watch it. Watch it if you haven't. This is you. She's drawing something. Thank you. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then after the Big Little Lies commercial, it popped up and it was like, the final season of Game of Thrones begins next and then it went into this cute little montage of like major moments and character deaths. The second they showed Catelyn standing at the Red Wedding I just I started to lose it. I was like you can't you can't hold like, that image in me. front of me again. That's really a trigger of yours. It's the only scene from that whole show that I have never seen again. I refuse to watch that entire episode again. I refuse to watch all of season five again. 
there's boring. the whole there's chunks of that show that I just can't watch because one they're either really boring to go back and rewatch or two just honestly way too depressing to sit through again. The um, show has no. put me through the actually you know what it was it was the end of years. season four when the mountain kills Oberyn I was just like I'm fucking done with this show. I never questioned stopping watching it because no of when I was rewatching really it. Okay. I was like, I was just very down and out about it. I've never been able to actually sit through the entire thing again because it, yeah, like the couple of reasons I already mentioned, but I... I miss Oberyn. Particularly, particularly the Red Wedding. I refuse to ever rewatch, so. Started bawling when she showed up in that little recap thing. Fun, uh, weird little thing though is that apparently the song they used for that recap video was an Odessa track, which is strange. <laughs> But kind of represents, like, there's a lot of bros that watch Game of Thrones. I there's guess so. There's a lot of bros that like Odessa. So, we'll be seeing them at Boston Calling. Hell yeah, bro. Um, you have any other subscription-based jo- Actually, no. I'm gonna cook for a little while. Um, take the reins. I'll take the reins. I'm Jesus, so I'll be taking the wheel for you this evening. Um, <laughs> Fun little Carrie Underwood reference, wow. Why time? Swear to God. 2004. I was in, like, had to be, like, I don't know. I was a young, I was a youth, and I um, went to church one time for Our God A-day. knows why. Um, I think I had to go because I got confirmed, so I had to go sometimes. Oh, but I feel like I was even younger than that. I don't know. Anyway, I went to church, and the one time I went, they did like the priest did like a breakdown, like a line by line breakdown. I was playing it off a boombox. I remember it vividly. Of Jesus, take the wheel by Carrie Underwood. That's that some horrifying. white people shit, if I've ever heard any. I was like, I gotta go. I feel like that would have happened in, like, the South at some, like, crazy fundamentalist church with, like, Lady yeah, Gaga's my... Judas. They're like, listen to no, this. No, 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 they weren't saying it in a bad way. It was just, okay. like, it was like, like, this is a cool song we can relate to, you know, everyone. Let's all talk about this pop song really quickly but, like, so that we can Jesus. try to attract the youth into our cult, a.k.a. religion. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> been watching Veep. If you haven't seen Veep, like I haven't, get your shit together, okay? It's the funniest show I've ever seen. My shit is not together. Literally, Veep and Summer Heights High are probably the two funniest. Maybe also Curb Your Enthusiasm and Arrested Development. Funniest I don't know why I tend to seen. really only just watch like sad shows. I don't really watch anything. Like, I watch almost funny. exclusively comedy and like yeah. reality. I only just I guess I just really like reality, to be bummed out. Shark Tank. <laughs> I can, I'll enjoy a, a, a fun little Shark Tank on occasion. Like, I'll fall down, like, a Kardashian rabbit hole and watch, I've like, three episodes, and then I won't I watch it for... I was watching Love Island for a while, though. Okay. But anyway, Veep is back for its final season. Also, a lot less people are talking about it, even though it's also fabulous. Yeah, it's... we got a couple of her uh, Chase pop figure, limited edition Selena Meyer pop figure, and uh, they have not sold. So, people are not excited about Take that as you will. And they should be. It's fucking fantastic. Like, it's so funny. I mean, she consistently wins Emmys for it, so it's undoubtedly worth seeing. If you like harsh humor and like one liners, and being slightly uncomfortable, and like politics, have I got a show for you. But anyway, it's back. It's better than ever. You should really watch it. It's Um, like a less less fourth wall breaking version of like The Office. It doesn't really break the fourth wall at all. No. But it is a workplace comedy. Yeah. And definitely full of frustratingly, like, absent-minded characters on time. I showed someone just, like, a best insults from Veep Real the other day. Also, Barry <laughs> is back. 
on HBO, Bill Hader and Henry Winkler. Well, it's Bill Hader's show. Henry Winkler is also on it about... Those <coughs> searching for comedic serial killers are uh, relieved that someone can replace Dexter in the Hall of Fame. Do you watch Barry? No. It's pretty good. It's. I feel like you have to binge it. It's kind of slow. Okay. I've I heard nothing like, but great things. I feel like it's better if you binge it because, like, I, it, I like it. Don't get me wrong, I really like it. But this season, it's like, you know, they've made, like, a more of a bit character into, like, more of a main character, and he was okay. so funny, and I don't know if, like, the extended amount of screen time is helping, but it's still really good. Yeah. I mean, some shows... Bill Hader in it is, like, crazy good. Crazy, crazy That's good. the main takeaway And Henry Winkler is hysterical. Yeah. Is that he is, is that Bill Hader is, like, worth seeing alone. For sure. Some shows are like that, though. You just, like, gotta binge them. Like, I don't like doing that with certain shows. Like, I'm really glad that we don't get to binge Game of Thrones, because then it would already be over. And but, I just, I have a lot of feelings about binging Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, like, I'm really happy. I don't think The Handmaid's Tale is going to be able to be binged when that comes back in June. I'm pretty sure they're only going to release, like, one at a time. Like, the act on Hulu right now, the Gypsy Rose show. That's I watched, like, episode two episodes of that, and I was like, I, what the fuck? It's terrifying. Like, I have to... I I'm watched, pretty like, sure the Comic-Con have, one, and I was like, I don't like where this is going. I'm pretty sure I have, like, two episodes to catch up on, and I will watch them, but I almost, like, I just don't want to. It's such a creepy story. Also, and the fact that it really happened just makes it so much worse. I was Anna Sophia Rob. I thought she was like forty five at this point. I feel like she's been the same age since I was. I know like she's 11. playing like a seventeen year old. I don't even know her age, but she's definitely she older. Looks great. This. Her and Chloe Seventy, wonderful. Chloe Seventy, a queen. Sometime one time I was really drunk at a bar, and this guy came up to me at least twice in the same night. I was like, "You look Chloe Seventy," and I was like, "No, I don't." Slightly, I guess. Slightly. But I had like blue hair at the time. I mean, if you're drunk and in a bar and like you walked by something. I was. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> no, 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 but he came up to me more than once. He was like, you look exactly like Chloe Seventy. But on the topic of binging shows, something that another show that definitely benefits from binging is The OA. I can't remember if I've spoken about this. In the I don't think you before. have because I think it just came up pretty recently. The second season did, and I watched both. The first season, I, I guess, came out like three. What's it about? The first season came out like three years ago, I guess, but so it's almost, at least I feel, like it is almost an extension of this movie that came out in 2011 called Sound of My Voice, which was directed by Zalbat Monley, who is Rostam's brother uh-huh. from Vampire Weekend. Formerly from Vampire Weekend. Yes. Now and solo. starring Britt Marling. The both of them, Britt Marling and Zal Batmanli, are back, and they have the OA. It is now in its second part. Um, I believe it's eight episodes each. And it finds a girl who went missing. She was blind prior to going missing. And then six years later, she turns up somewhere, and she has her sight back. Wow, very kind like, why. I know, right? And everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? And she, like, reaches out to people online with this weird video message and recruits this, like, group of five people, one of whom is Phyllis Smith from The Office. That alone makes it worth seeing. It goes in a lot of weird directions. Like, easily probably the weirdest show I've ever seen. Um, Like, telepathic octopi, trees that speak, um, interdimensional travel... Like, spiritual hand movement and, like, gestures that bring you to other planes. 
Ali's drawing of me has truly evolved. Yeah, if you're in for like a, a head trip, watch the two parts of the OA on Netflix. Binge them. I don't know how that would be <laughs> spread out. It's a little hard to take in. Okay, um, I feel like we've been both just going off on our own tangents, but I do have one more show to talk about. <laughs> if you haven't seen this... Before you say anything run! else... Our don't walk to your TV. Hold on. Before you say anything else, though, friend of the pod, Sharon Van Etten, is on the OA. So that is another massive reason to watch. She replied to us on the, on We Instagram love her, and she once. loves us. So, please, Ali, continue. Running run. to the TV. Run. Don't walk. <laughs> watch Jillian Adventures of Sabrina, season two. My father is watching it now, so I really have the to catch up. Jumped out. Left. Pounced. I will say it looks like a, like gorgeous show. Like, it looks it like a fun time. And I've heard a lot of people being like, I want to watch it because I like the original so much. It literally shares nothing with the original. Like, it's just And like, in a, in a good case of a reboot, setting. like, in a good case of a reboot actually it's, happening, it's, not it's a been, reboot. it's been long enough, though. But it's not even a reboot. It's a completely different show. Yeah. It's based off the same source material. Yeah. But it's a totally different interpretation. And it's, um... It's nice it's, that this one seemed to work out. It's created in a show run by... Roberto Aguirre's, I don't remember the last part of his last name, but it's the guy who does Riverdale. And I feel like Sabrina is everything Riverdale wishes. Like, if you think Riverdale's too much, you'll like Sabrina. Because it is also campy, and it is like a teen drama, and it's a little over the top. But it has a much smaller cast of characters, and because it is, like, mythical, they can get away with a lot more. Yeah. Without, like... Seeming like they're doing and the, something. I feel like the writing is a lot better. There's a lot, like, the it's con- a lot yeah. less cringy. In the context of it already being a fantasy show. Whereas, it's, like, Riverdale having the kingdom of Elderbear. Yeah, it's, it's like the, church of, it's like the church of Night and, like, they worship Satan and Serena. So, like, yeah. it's, you know, it's definitely still a teen drama. But I felt season two was even better than season one because it concentrates more on, like, the magical realm, which I think is more interesting and sets it Part. Karen I, Shipka looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. And she's so fucking good. She looks so Karen nice. Karen Shipka does not miss a beat. Mm. She's incredible. The whole cast is really good. It's tight cast. Ross Lynch is so hot. But it's it Sabrina is incredible. And it's only like eight episodes or something, so you should definitely watch it. And they're handling one of the characters' transitions in season two, and their handling of it is so like it's just very nice. It's very heartwarming. Oh, that is also touched upon the OA. It's nice to see um, mainstream television like finally tackling it, but in like a casual way. Like it's not, it's not like heavy-handed. It's not like, not to like downplay it or anything, but it doesn't have to be like the center point. It can. It's nice to see it be just like part of the color of the show. Mm -hmm. It's not what the show's about. Yeah, it's just like casual, which is nice. That's always nice to see integration. Exactly. Yeah. Representation. Let's just, let's live together and be so mean all the time. From a retail standpoint, people Everyone can be quite bitter. Something else that I recently binged, um, which unfortunately left not a great taste in my mouth. I watched the first episode. Well, no, you, I mean, it's, it's I'm just, the fact that <laughs> It's just now apocalypse really fell apart. Before it even got going. Promising cast of sexies. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It had everything. It had the, had, like the genetic makeup of a successful CW drama, 
but it just it, it couldn't find any sort of footing throughout the whole the whole season. I only watched the first episode and I was like I'm in, and I never watched it because I've been busy. Yeah, so they were going to it was just going to be a weekly episode, like a weekly show on Stars, and I think ratings were so bad from the first two that they just dumped the whole season online and they were like watch it all now. So I did. <laughs> um, it was like 20, 25 minute episodes each, and it was, I think, I want to say 10. 20 episodes? Oh. No, 20, 25 minutes each. Probably 22. So 10 episodes. And one, not enough Tyler Posey whatsoever, like minutes of him through the he's, whole season. He's fantastic. And he was honestly one of the only characters who, like, his acting, like, wasn't all cringy. Mm-hmm. Like, Avin Jogia was not wonderful. His friend, I loved her. Jeff, her boyfriend Jethro was terrible. Uh, Severine and Bo Murchoff, who was on Awkward, they were. I hated their entire storyline. I still don't like really even know what was happening. It, it ends with that like way. it ends with like alien rape, and it's just yeah. It I don't know. I'm if it comes back, I'll be floored. <laughs> That's disappointing because I really do like and respect Carly Shirtino, but she did get in a Twitter fight with one of my favorite Twitter comedians today, and he called her Crimson Chin Stefani, and I, I've been <laughs> laughing, I've been laughing about it all day. So honestly, if it, when it comes to now apocalypse, watch the first episode because the first episode like was fun. I liked it a lot. Like if it was a one-off was like, twenty-minute episode, great because it it came at you with a lot of weird stuff, but it didn't get too far into it, which when it did, it started to really fall apart. Dropped it all because it was getting bad reviews. Yeah. And they went to, like, con or something with it. Like, they really, like, were, like, pushing for it. Oh, they tried. Yeah, the marketing has been, like, relentless. And it still is. And all the comments are like, yeah, I started this show and it really didn't really go anywhere. Oh, well, you know, not everything is wonderful. But But save yourself the trouble and just watch... Gregor Rocky, who did Now Apocalypse, just watch his movie Nowhere. I believe it's, like, free on YouTube. So, it's, like, honestly the same thing just 20 years ago. You know what was wonderful? That we both saw together, only people in the theater, was yeah, us. That really changed the experience. Directed by Jordan Peele. I can't tell if it made it better or worse, being alone in the theater. And then leaving the theater, and it was like no one was even working still. Was there wasn't eerie. a single person in the lobby. I, I didn't him, like, see wait anybody. The bathroom for me. Yeah, I didn't want. To I be really in that don't building. like scary movies. But this was good. It was great. Highly enjoyed. I'm glad I saw it. It fucking freaked me out. And I finally saw Captain Marvel. Oh, you did? Yeah. Great, great movie. As far as like Marvel, like expose origin stories go. I loved it. I felt like it was definitely the best origin story I've seen because I usually don't like the origin stories. I feel like they're very like predictable or like boring and I don't care. Spider-Man like Homecoming was wonderful I though. Not really an origin story because he already had showed up in Civil I was just, War. I'm still mad that the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man killed Emma Stone. Like that really fucked with me. See, I had never seen uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm sorry to spoil a movie that so, came out uh, in, like, 2013. Oh, I will not be seeing it, so. That's why I liked the Tom Holland version so much, because it was finally a Spider-Man movie that I, like, wholeheartedly enjoyed. I never got into the Tobey Maguire ones. I thought they were all cringy and, like, not for the right reasons. I never watched them. Isn't James Franco in those? Yes. 
He's his, like, he's buddy. He's Doc Ock, right? No. He's uh, the Green Goblin's son. Mm-hmm. And then he's in the next... He's in the next... He's in all three of them. But he, um... I forget. He's he's a villain by the third one. Truly a uncomfortable experience. However, if you look up the uh, video of Tobey Maguire dancing down the street from Spider-Man 3, like, with no music playing or anything, it's... A beautiful video. <laughs> really, really a, a gorgeous gem of the internet. And to wrap things up, for episode eight, we have, I believe, is it still the like, most popular song in the world right now? I think it's, yeah, <laughs> Billboard. We didn't really even talk about this because we've been gone for so long. Lil Nas X with Old Town Road, really, um... He's blown the charts apart for country, hip-hop, We're starting pop, with everything. Yeehaw, we're ending with Yeehaw 2019. The year of yee-haw, baby. Yeah, country music is really going through a weird revolution right now. It just... A lot of racists are baring their teeth, and a lot of women are not backing down. I think that I did start the yee-haw trend in 2017 when I wore a cowboy hat to Coachella to see Gaga. I mean, that was kind of... I was the first person... That was kind of just in the vein of her Joanne thing. I think I was the first person to wear a cowboy hat to Coachella. One just, of. just let her have this one, guys. Let me have it. Let her do it. Let me have it. I found it. Urban Renewals in Alston. I found a pink leopard print cowboy hat, and I was like, I need to have this. But yes, much to the chagrin of country music purists, whatever those are. Racists. Racists. Uh, Lil Nas X has dominated the charts over the past couple secured, of weeks. Secured with the his, bag and dominated multiple charts. His, like, almost just parody song. Old Town Road. But it's not a parody, it's serious. It's not. It's a, I mean, it is, it is a, quite a real song. Uh, so far, he has had a remix with Billy Ray Cyrus himself. And we're here to give you a full remix <laughs> unrelated to Lil Nas X by... There is a new one. A new remix from Allie's... It's not a remix, it's really a cover slash remix. True. From Allie's my favorite, favorite. Fav- my favorite rapper, Cupcake, called Old Town Ho... And we'll leave you with this to think about. Western um, slaps. <laughs> good night, sippers. Happy sipping. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. Yeehaw, ride baby! Ride until you can't no more. Ride till you can't no more. I'm gonna take your dick, put it in my hole. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take your dick, put it in my hole. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Look like a horse shit from the back yeah. On the dick I rap never Turning his mic off like Nikki Echo Chella facts yeah. Ride it like a horse shit Good brain like a dork yeah. Told him go pick out but baby we don't eat no pork Yeah, we-
Watch it go up in my mouth Every time it's not hard Open up the box to eat it up Just like a Pop-Tart Make the dig harder than backseats in the cop car Why the fuck do you keep pulling my tracks? Cause if it fall out, bitch, then you're gluing it back I'm trying to suck your dick till my jaws get swollen I'm trying to